Hello and welcome to Talks with Terry. I am Terry, and for this episode, I'm going to be doing something pretty special for me. So anyway, I was looking for a topic to record for a new episode, and how was I going to research that and come up with a script for it? Turns out, I had already done something that was interesting and that I had already written out into somewhat of a topic because I never got to use it. And the reason was because this was for a research project back when I was still in college, but before quarantine. And it never saw the light of day, and so I had no way to present it, but now I can. So, without further ado, this episode of Talks with Terry is going to cover liminal spaces and the concept of liminality. So a little background, I had a English course on my last semester that had to do with very kind of weird, abstract sort of ways of looking at the world, ways of sensing the greater world around you and sort of coming to an understanding about that. And we basically had to make a project about that. It was difficult for me, but I decided to do something on liminal spaces, which is a concept I had recently learned about that I thought was very interesting. I got to do more research, and I found there was actually a lot to work with. And I started actually doing some observation, besides just regular academic research, and I thought I could make a decent case. But then COVID happened, I was uh, forced to go remote, and the entire class structure was completely changed, and so I didn't have to do the assignment anymore. So, I'm going to share with you guys what I learned, because I still think that liminality and the concept of a liminal space is very interesting. So, let's begin, shall we? Now, the historical context of liminality starts with the word liminal. It comes from the Latin word limen, meaning a threshold, such as, I don't know, a door or an entryway. Now, the term liminality first came about in the observations of uh, certain anthropological studies, mainly through participants that were undergoing a rite of passage. Specifically, the concept of liminality was first developed by the early 20th century uh, folklorist Arnold von Gennep. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. In this case, liminality was observed as a feeling the participants would experience once they had shed their pre-ritual status, but they had not yet begun or finished their transition to the status they hold when the rite is completed. With many past and modern observations, researchers came to generally understand liminality and liminal spaces as enshrouding a state of transition. It is worth stating that this phenomenon has been felt by individuals in both a physical situation, such as in a physical place, or in a more metaphysical sense, such as during puberty or a midlife crisis. So that was a pretty heavy start, but basically the history behind this is that folklorist Arnold von Gennep uh, was studying a either a tribal setup or just a different culture, 
And of course, many cultures have sort of a ritual that one goes through that carries them from being labeled as a child or a younger person and then moving into uh, an adult status. For example, um, there are traditions like the quinceanera in Hispanic culture, um, as well as the bar mitzvah in Jewish culture. And uh, I think in my experience, technically that would be my confirmation because it was explained to me as I as that was me becoming a, a grown-up member of the congregation I was a part of. I wouldn't necessarily call that my transition into adulthood, but that's how some cultures determine that. Those are the rituals that they would follow, and this was something similar. So, when you're going through those rituals, there is the time before the ritual happens, which is, you are stated as being the younger person, and then there is the time afterwards, where the celebration is done, the ritual is over, congratulations, you are now considered an adult. But what about the in-between part? What about after the ceremony starts and before the ceremony ends? What happens in that in-between? Well, obviously there is a celebration and a lot of ritual that you have to go through, but there can be a very interesting feeling that comes out of that. A feeling of sort of uncertainty or being stuck in between two different identities or parts of your life. That feeling is what was come to known as liminality. So, in a more modern sense, there are those who see the concept of liminality as beneficial or generally positive experience. For example, there is a blog from a writer known as Julia Thomas that explains that the background behind liminal spaces, as well as some reasons that they may be beneficial, have to do with certain concepts such as uh, positive change. It's a signal of positive change in someone's world. So that's why many individuals look for the positive sides of liminality. They argue that existing within a liminal space signals that a change will come from their lives. For example, a feeling of liminality experienced after a breakup can be observed as a signal that an incompatible relationship has ended and the individual is preparing for a new, more compatible match. Thomas also writes that liminality is highly associated with creativity. They express that artists and creators often exist within a liminal space because once they start a project, their creative minds observe the project as being incomplete until the creator decides when the project has been concluded, which some artists will argue never happens. However, the general mindset of most individuals is that liminality is an experience that must be avoided. The experiences that have been described by others follows the general feeling of discomfort or unease while one exists within a liminal space or experiences liminality in general. For this reason, many generally see liminal spaces, especially physical liminal spaces, as eerie and disconnected from our reality. This is where the topic came to mind 
while I was browsing through Tumblr posts and came across one that says places where reality feels a little bit distorted and it listed off a bunch of physical liminal spaces. So let's talk about what a physical liminal space is. In my mind, for different observations, there are two fields to look at. The first field to look at is the traditional sense of being a place of transition. A place of transition is what it sounds like. It's something that exists that carries you from one thing to another, one destination to another destination. The best example of this would come from something such as an airport terminal. Now, an airport terminal is typically not a normal person's destination. It is simply a waypoint in between one destination and their other destination. So, for example, if you are going on a vacation with your family, your starting point would be your home, and you would consider your ending point to be wherever you are staying in a different state or country. Now, it is true that your destination could be said to be the airport terminal. However, that's really not your final destination. It's Again, it's a waypoint, it's a stepping stone, and to exist in them for a long period of time can feel a bit weird because you're not going back home anytime soon and you're still waiting to go to your destination and so you're in this weird middle ground. Another example is simply a hallway. I mean, think about it. How many times in your life is a hallway your destination that you want to exist in. It's really not. It's usually just a threshold, which is where the name comes from. It is a space that you pass through in order to get to your destination, such as a specific room or through a building. There are not many instances in our daily lives where we think, I am going to travel just so I can stand and exist in this hallway as my final destination. It's not really like that. So while you exist in these places, you might feel a bit strange because, again, you are not at your de true destination. You are simply existing in a sort of middle ground, a transitionary space, a transitionary period. That's where a lot of physical spaces fall into, now, in my observations, I also came to understand liminal spaces as occupying another classification, which doesn't necessarily follow with the definition of a place of transition, but rather it is a place that um, goes against the perceptions of what we think as normal for that area. A good example of this would be an empty school. So, when you think about a school, you think of a building that is regularly inhabited by staff, administrators, and students, whether they are moving through the halls and doing work, or whether they are within their classrooms. Now, if you were to be alone in a school where no one was there and decided to just you know, walk around or exist within that space, 
it can feel a little weird to you because your brain thinks that something is wrong. Because for your brain, it's not normal to be in this normally highly populated building and have no one there. It's another example of why you get such an eerie feeling from uh, photographs or um, video of normally highly populated places all of a sudden being completely vacant. A good example of this is if you ever saw any of those photographs or drone footage that came during the point in 2020 where many people in many metropolitan cities were in quarantine. There were very few people out in the streets. There were very few cars passing about. And so the streets that we normally see as being bustling with activity all of a sudden became vacant and it seemed alien and strange. That's why I think a lot of people get an eerie feeling from horror movies and post-apocalyptic movies when you see certain settings that have no life in them. Nothing is moving and nothing is existing in there. It goes against what our brain sees as normal and thus we feel great uncomfort in it. That is where the definition of liminal space that covers an area that is seems unfamiliar comes from. So another way to look at a liminal space is not just physical, but more of mental and emotional liminal space. As we talked about, these sort of metaphysical liminal spaces or points in time usually deal with some big happening throughout uh, a part of your life or a part of the greater life of your culture or the society you live in. On an individual standpoint, you can think of it as something such as a breakup, a divorce, or losing your job, or losing a loved one. Uh, During that time, you have gone from a regular routine of existing Uh, going to the same job or being with the same person for an extended period of time to all of a sudden not having that person or not having that job. It throws your routine off and you find yourself in a weird part of existence where things are, you're kind of thrown out of your rhythm and that's why it just doesn't feel right, doesn't feel normal because what is normal to you has all of a sudden been disrupted That is why we feel uh, various ways during these transitional periods. Um, Those are are examples of sort of metaphysical or more than physical liminal spaces or examples of liminality. So really, you can, and we experience these in in all different ways, and it's not just individual. There are a lot of examples of certain cultural uh, group sort of feelings of liminality, especially when you get to uh, big society level things. For example, if we are in a transition period of, say, political power from one majority to a different majority, it can feel a bit weird. If we see a shift of something such as we're going through an ongoing crisis, whether it be a pandemic, an economic depression, a 
um, civil rights movement or anything of the such, mostly wartime is when you'd see this, um, there is a good feeling of uncertainty because uh, you all of a sudden have had to ditch what is considered the old normal and you are ongoing and you are trying to find the light at the end of the tunnel, but you are still in the tunnel. So that is where feelings of liminality comes from, and I think that's why a lot of people are feeling very weird when it comes to just the whole existence of what 2020 has been. We are experiencing liminality in a very interesting way. So going on from that, uh, just some things that, going through some of the things that I observed when I was researching liminality myself, I tried to put myself into situations where I could experience uh, liminality. Now, this mainly consisted of me observing various public spaces where I could exist within and try to see what the difference was. So for me, it was going to my is going to sort of the center of my college campus and seeing how it was in the middle of the day when there were a lot of people about and it was normally very active and then going in the middle of the night when it is not much it is not very active anywhere and of course you're going to notice a, a lot of differences for example there's not a whole lot of people out and so you're basically there by yourself um, a lot of the noises you would hear are basically gone not a whole lot of sounds of people moving or talking or uh, things such as traffic you don't hear a whole lot of them uh, you're kind of left to hear nothing but silence as well as you know maybe the occasional breeze or some sort and then it's just a different again it's just different visually you're not instead of seeing you know, dozens of people walking by, no one's walking by. Instead of it being bright out, it is dark out. And so you feel a certain way when you go through it. Uh, for me, when I went back at night and tried to go through everything, it, um, it felt like a very different experience because I felt very alone, which I was. I was doing this by myself, because that's really the best way to experience this. But not only was I by myself, I found myself observing things and reacting to things a bit differently. For example, I found myself uh, constantly looking over my shoulder. Now, of course, it's nighttime, and I go to college in the middle of the city of St. Louis, so it should be a no-brainer. However, keep in mind that the university I lived on was incredibly secure. This was the point in time when uh, many of the exterior gates and points of entry were locked and guarded by public safety officers. Um, there were still people walking around, so it wasn't a bunch of just strangers. There were still students and safety officers about, and there were a bunch of the emergency posts where you can simply hit a button and uh, protective services would come to help. So I really wasn't in any danger per se. It was still a very secure place, and I knew it. Um, but I still couldn't help looking over my shoulder. 
it was weird. I kind of, I kept getting the sense that I was hearing footsteps behind me, or I was getting the sense I was being watched or followed, uh, which I wasn't, to my knowledge, um, which was weird. It was a weird observation that I had. So I wanted to come up with, I was trying to come up with a reason as to why this happened. Why was it that I was feeling this way when in a liminal situation? And why is it that certain people feel this way when experiencing liminality? Um, And we've already kind of touched on this, surprisingly, uh, by talking about how the brain reacts to uh, liminal spaces and situations of liminality. And basically, again, I'm no... I'm no psychologist or anything like that, but our brains like things to be more concrete, basically. We like black and white. Um, We like straight facts, believe it or not, especially when they uh, follow along with our uh, predisposed perceptions of the world. Um, We don't like a lot of ambiguity and... One of our greatest fears is the fear of the unknown, probably because uh, our ancestors looked at the unknown as extremely hostile and dangerous because if you ventured out into the unknown, you were not likely to survive. And so that has become imprinted on us in, you know, our ancestral DNA and instincts as a general fear of the unknown. And when you think about it, that is what liminality sort of encompasses. For example, if all of a sudden you quit your job or you uh, are fired from your job, you are stu- you are suddenly put in a uh, in a space of liminality where there are a lot of questions that you have to ask yourself. You know what hap- You know what happens now? Can I get a job somewhere else? Will it have the same pay? Will it have the same benefits? Will I be able to survive and continue living my life the way it has been now that I am gone from this place of security? Those are some of the things that sort of cause distress to us, and that's why we get into a feeling of liminality because we're in between one thing and having gone to another thing, and that uncertainty weighs heavily on our minds. Uh, It's also why a lot of um, physical liminal spaces really don't mesh well with our minds, because we believe those spaces to be a certain way, and then when they are not, it becomes concerning to us. Look at the school example. Again, your brain says that it is normal for the school to be well populated with students and staff members alike, but when you exist in a school where none of that exists and you are by yourself, it feels wrong because, again, your brain expects there to be people and yet there are not. That's also why it can feel weird when you are, say, existing in a public park at night with no one else around. If you were to go to that same park during the day, chances are you were going to see other individuals there. But you're at night, and no one else is around, and so it feels a bit more eerie or uncomfortable or sinister. And, of course, that goes back to our 
another prehistoric instinct, which is the fear of the dark, which stems from the fear of the unknown, because in the fear of the dark, you can't see very well, and that means something is likely to come and attack you. And it's also generally why people do not like to hang out alone uh, in public spaces by themselves at night, um, because it is a dangerous scenario waiting to happen. Now, that is the basic explanation I've come up with as to why we don't like the feeling of liminality and the feeling we get from these liminal spaces. It's because we like to be concrete in the facts we have and our perceptions and our existence. That is why when you go back to these uh, traditions and rituals where people sort of felt uh, disjointed or sort of transparent in their existence, it's because they're transferring from one identity of themselves to another, and that in and that in between point, uh, I think is very. Um, it's a very strange place to to be. You don't exist as what you were before, but you don't exist as what you will become, and so you're in this weird. Uh, sort of fuzzy area where you don't your existence isn't exactly as solid as you think it is so I think that's the main reason why we don't enjoy the experience of liminality now kind of going back to how some people say is it a positive thing or not uh, there's an argument to be made for that because, again, a lot of people see liminality as it's a force for change, basically. Um, it signals a change in your life, especially if you're going through the more metaphysical side of it, uh, the more mental and emotional side of it, such as changing jobs, getting out of a relationship, whatever it may be. Existing in those spaces means that you are going through a change, and you're going to experience that change, and it is going to be a good thing. Again, that is up to you to decide whether it is or not. Um, but it is a very awkward thing to exist in a, a liminal space, and it's not something that we all actively seek out. Don't get me wrong, there are people out there that actively seek change in their lives, but they don't actively seek out the idea of liminality or the feeling, partly because it's kind of hard to manufacture that feeling by yourself uh, for a bunch of, you know, theoretical and sort of philosophical reasons that I don't want to get into. But also, you know, they just come naturally with the territory. You're likely going to feel liminality, when you go through these certain uh, moments in your lifespan. Um, so it's that's just something that's going to be inevitable. Um, in my personal experience, besides this research, I ended up having a great observation of what liminality can mean to a large group of people. And this came in the form of 2020, of course, but it came in the form of my graduation from university. Now, a typical graduation, if you are an American student in this great nation of America, 
is that you go through your last days of classes, you pack up your college dorm or apartment, and then you go through the big um, ceremony where you are dressed to the nines in your cap and gown. Uh, You get your cords, your sashes, whatever the other dress and garb may be. You walk across the stage, you get your degree, you get all your pictures taken, and it is an amazing time for everyone involved. The class of 2020, uh, especially my class, did not get that. Um, We were on spring break when everything was shut down and everyone was told to shelter in place. So in a short matter of time, we were told to pack up all of our stuff and immediately head home, say goodbye to uh, any of the friends that we could, not knowing if we would be able to see them again. Um, It was a very awkward send-off. For me, being in the English department, a bunch of English majors were going to do a little bar crawl as sort of a last hurrah for all of us to go on, and we never got to do that. It was canceled, and to my knowledge, we we never went back to that. Uh, idea. So it's, um, and it was very weird. We didn't, I, I didn't get to walk across the stage in graduation. I didn't get that big, you know, finish line walking across the stage and the big sign that's saying, congratulations, it's over, you did it. My last days of classes were not very monumental, except I had to say awkward group goodbyes to people through a Zoom call And then there were uh, many weeks where I was out of classes, but I didn't feel like I had graduated, you know. I had gotten emails of congratulations, and uh, it was clear that I was going to graduate uh, with my degree and everything, but I didn't feel like I was going, that I was graduated. I still felt like I was just a college student in waiting. Um, even after my parents threw me a surprise graduation party, I still didn't feel like I was graduated. It really didn't feel like I was graduated until my diploma finally came in the mail. I could open it up and pull it out and see, you know, my name well typed out saying congratulations for your degree, bachelor's of fine arts, and signed by everyone, and that's really what cemented it for me that I had graduated. But through that entire time, I didn't feel like I had graduated, but I also didn't feel like I was a student anymore because I wasn't going to classes and I wasn't going to see a lot of my classmates again or do any of the college stuff again, so I experienced uh, liminality in that period of time, and I think a lot of people did. And I wouldn't say it was a great thing or a great feeling, but if anything, it just made me think about how blessed I was with the time I did get to spend in college with all the people that I had come to know and make friends and care about. Um, And so it was a bit more of a humbling experience, I guess, to not take those things for granted. Uh, But I wouldn't necessarily say it was life-changing. It was just a very awkward time. And um, yeah, that that was my most recent and big experience with liminality. And now, 
I and now we are all still kind of feeling it with how 2020 is going. We are definitely not in a we are definitely not in our normal state anymore and we don't know what the future will hold. It's very up in the air right now and we're all kind of just feeling weird and that's why 2020 just feels like a fever dream, I think, on top of everything that's going on. But, you know, at the end of the day, we might just be feeling a sense of liminality that will hopefully go away when the uh, big ball drops on, you know, uh, New Year's Eve. And then all of a sudden we can all wake up and yell Jumanji and then this whole game will be over. But I don't know. Um, But anyway, that's the basic rundown I have when it comes to a when it comes to the topic of liminality and liminal spaces, sort of the background behind it and some of the observations I made. So I really hope you guys enjoyed. Um, I, uh, you know, I really hope to uh, hear from you guys, uh, either by contacting me at talkswithterry at gmail.com or following me on Twitter um, at RealTerryClark. Uh, that should be my handle. Um, just let me know if you've experienced that. Have a bit of a discussion about that. If I tackle, if you know more about liminal space than I do, and I tackled it and got it right or got it wrong, that'd be nice to know. And of course, if you have other things that you would like me to sort of do topics about and do episodes about and everything, of course, just let me know, and I'd be, you know, I'd be willing to try that out. So. Like I said, you know, get in contact with me, uh, talkswithterry at gmail.com, all lowercase, of course, um, or you can follow me on Twitter at RealTerryClark. I don't know if I'll be posting anything anytime soon, but I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, but, yep, yeah, without further ado, that's it for this liminality episode. Uh, I hope all of you are doing well in your spaces of liminality and that we will... Uh, I'll get over these terms of liminality, you know, we'll all come out unscathed and it will all be good and we can move on to brighter greens ahead. Until then, I will keep trying to do this to keep myself occupied and hopefully entertain you guys. But until then, thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Talks with Terry and I will see you all in the next episode. Thank you. Have a good day.